the fucking countdown? Why are we <laughs> yeah. putting break? We're putting races in charge of this shit. All right, <laughs> well, great. I didn't even know they can count, so that's good. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the fucking CTE podcast. I'm here with my two CTE brothers in arms, uh, Bryson and Cubit. Boys, I missed you. I really did. It's been a long, hard week. A lot of football shit going on in the AAF. We had some surprise wins uh, and uh, I guess some some upsets too, with with that being said. Uh, A lot of great players coming out of the fucking woodworks. NFL, the uh, Combine just passed. A lot of great stuff to talk about there. Free agency's fucking wild right now. It hasn't Uh, even started. It literally hasn't, (laughs) hasn't even started, but I'm just talking about the guys going on the market absurd man crazy eric weddle got released today yeah that's, uh that's ridiculous like the amount of safeties that are on the market this year is absolutely ridiculous like the free agency market as a whole isn't that good but the, the safeties are outstanding now what does that mean for the draft stock of some of the safeties coming into the league now um well you like a lot of teams use two to three safeties like through like, maybe even four throughout a game so Honestly, like you can still draft these. There, there is some good safeties this year. I know yeah. uh, my favorite one uh, is Nasir Adderley. Uh, I think he went to he went to Delaware. I, oh, I believe yeah. it was Delaware. I have a fake ID from Delaware. Actually, I literally have a fake ID from Delaware. Me and my buddy got it on our way up to Montreal. We stopped in Toronto at 7 a.m. on a Sunday, and we got it from this horribly sketchy tattoo parlor, and it literally says we're from Delaware. I feel like I Hayden's I, trying to trying to show us right now through a phone call. <laughs> I, I I did get up. If you're wondering, I did get up. I do have it in my hand. Uh, I'm just gonna run over some details of it. First of all, it doesn't even say my first name. It just says H. And is then there, I, no, there, is there no name on it at all? It's absolutely <laughs> atrocious. I'm literally gonna post this on on Twitter, but it literally didn't even put my first. It's so awful. First of all, they did it vertically. Uh. There's not an ID in history that's ever been vertical, okay? They're all on the side. This fucking guy who was sketching out on some shit, he was definitely on crack. I'm not even lying. Maybe he had CTE. He, yeah, or he that, could that, have that had could severe CTE, yes. Uh, anyways, it says I'm from Newark, Delaware, which isn't even a city, uh, <laughs> and that I live at 6,587 Brock Road. All of the... Man, this shit is so did, fucking Did it funny. work? Yo, that's the important worked. question. It, it yes, worked. it wow. is. You're asking the real questions. We walked into a pub on our first night there. I can't remember what it was called. It was called St. Patrick's or something, right? It was in the middle of March break, so we were just doing whatever. And uh, the guy looks at it, looks at me, looks at it, puts it under the light, looks at me again, moves it around. It's got some fucking, it's got some high, 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 high hieroglyphics. Uh, <laughs> it's got like the reflective strips and shit in it so he, he moves it around under the light he looks back at me he goes huh delaware eh i said uh yep he goes oh just because I've, I've actually never seen one before i said well you probably never see one again he goes all right well have a great time but i said hey thanks and i ordered myself <laughs> a rickards blonde and my buddy ordered a rickards red that picture is posted on instagram great photo it might have Thank been the worst me. story I've ever heard. Yeah, honestly, I, I fell asleep the whole time. Fuck you, guys. It's a great story, but I saved a lot of I saved a lot of the good parts to it because we're here to talk about football, not about my shitty 
overly priced $85 fake ID. I'm surprised you actually genuinely remembered that story. I'm surprised I did too, but it was a, it's a, it's a good memory in my life. And uh, I try not to forget about it. Um, anyways, yes. Yeah, so the safety from Delaware. Yeah. Go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. Great segue. Yeah. Great segue. Uh, yeah. No, this safety class is uh, really good. You got Mr. Adley from Delaware. Uh, Taylor Rapp from Washington is really good. Uh, Deontay Tom- Thompson from Alabama, the Florida safety. It, it, it's a really good safety class for about late first round, early, early to mid second round. But I still think like teams are going to go out and pay these guys. The one surprising one is Landon Collins. Who they could they could have franchise tagged him for I believe it's oh, ten or eleven million is what the safety franchise tag is, and they didn't do that. But they are paying Eli Manning seventeen million dollars. So you know maybe there maybe they were releasing players with decent cap space so they can sign Eli Manning to a twenty five million dollar contract. <laughs> Because everyone knows he deserves it. He, he uh, that team is just dysfunctional. Actually, do you hear uh, both uh, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins uh, during their interviews or their press conferences at the combine were uh, saying how they would love to play in New York? Each of the, they like when they when uh, a reporter mentioned New York, they got ecstatic. But like other teams, like yeah, it'd be cool, it'd be cool. But New York, they love it. I guess really? like if you're if you're a, a young quarterback going into the league. And like, where else would you want to go than New York? Because they have Odette. Like, they have a great receiving core. They got Evan Ingram at tight end. They got Saquon. Like, it's a good offense if they had a quarterback. Yeah, I, I guess I agree with you on that. Um, I, I, I still think that Eli's got a couple of good years left in the bank, though. He hasn't you even. Know, I think he's used those up already. Two good years. Yeah, what? What do you mean? He threw for 4,200 yards last season. Or something. Yeah, but like he's still forty two hundred yards. Mediocre. Did he not throw for oh, forty two hundred yards? I I really don't like it's possible. Stand by, I'm fact checking. Uh, he I threw for four thousand two hundred ninety nine yards, twenty one touchdowns, and he had a ninety two point four uh, QB rating. Tell me that's not fucking terrible. It's not terrible, but it, like he's thirty-eight. Yeah, but like mo- like most of those touchdowns and yards came in like a few games where it's other. Like, he, I don't know. He's just not. If you not if you want to build for the future, yeah, he's not consistent. You know. You know. His, well, hold on. In his defense, he took forty-seven sacks. Last yeah, they don't, yeah. That that is one thing they do not have a good O line. Uh, I I believe Nate Solder. They they signed him to a big contract last year. He'll be back this year. Um, he should be healthy. It, and honestly, they can go through, and they got a guy last year, uh, Hernandez in the draft, I believe in the second round. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, legend Aaron Hernandez. No, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was a smaller school guy. Uh, he's pretty good. They can, they can build that whole line up pretty good for when they have a proper quarterback. All right. Well, that's fair. I, I, I think that, uh, uh, anyways, but going back to the safety thing, it was surprising that they released Collins. I, I, I'm not quite sure what the motive was there, um, but uh, but regardless, I think that uh, yeah, there are a lot of great safeties coming on um, to uh, to the free agency. But we'll go back to the NFL. Let's talk a little bit about the AAF. We had an exciting weekend. Um, Cubes, why don't you why don't you start us off with your 
with your overall thoughts of, of this past weekend. And uh, I mean, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Let's start off with uh, with Memphis getting their first W. Oh, it was good to see Memphis and uh, Atlanta both get their first wins of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess that just goes to show the league's not really that far apart in terms of team skill. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> the Apollos are high and away the best team. But, uh, I mean, you got the Iron losing to the Commanders. We all thought that the Iron were, you know, the number one team last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, it, I think this just shows that anything can happen any week in the AAF. It's not a guarantee. Yeah, exactly. And I, I believe I said last week, and I quote, um, the... Uh, I believe I said that uh, can't remember um, that Atlanta <laughs> that Atlanta is uh, is pure poop and that I can't see them winning a game for at least five weeks and that they uh, have an absolutely atrocious offense and I believe I also said quote what the fuck is going on there so it looks like they got their shit together hunkered down for a W and uh, threw one up in the win column which is great I love to see it. Bryson, what are your overall thoughts for the past week in the yeah. AAF? Actually, yeah, for that Atlanta game, like Denard Robinson went off, had an outstanding game. Remember I was saying literally last week how they should start him at quarterback? Well, he's a pretty good running back. Um, and uh, he played at Michigan, right? Yeah, he was the yeah. Michigan quarter. He was on. The, he was the last person not? to be on the cover of NCAA. Uh, God bless him. That holds a special place in my heart. Uh, rip, uh, rip NCAA. Great game. Yeah. Um, did did he not play wide receiver as well while he was there? Yeah, he, I I think when he was uh, a freshman and a, and a sophomore, he was a little, like he you know did a lot of everything. But as, I think his junior and senior year, he was a quarterback. Uh, but when he came to the NFL, he said he was a running. Remember, I'm not sure you guys remember. Uh, he came when he came into the NFL. He didn't say what position he was. He just said he was an athlete. <laughs> that's what i tell people too that was literally like when, <laughs> no that was like his position like on when they gave out like ro- like rookie cards when they on like the team's website it didn't say running back it didn't say quarterback it didn't say receiver it said athlete it's probably one of the funniest thing and he didn't even he was drafted in uh the fifth round by the jags but yeah he didn't do much there no but he didn't pretty you know one of the best quarterbacks in michigan history though yeah, and he's still pretty young too. Uh, first of all, I didn't even know that you could just put your. So if you go to the NFL draft and you're a linebacker, but you for some reason want to switch over to defensive line when you go into the NFL, you can just put defensive line. It was, I, I think that the Jag, the, the Jaguars organization did it. They said he was an athlete. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was. It, it was really weird. It was a weird situation because no one's ever really done that and yeah well good for him you know he ran a four three five eh? pretty yeah he's pretty quick watch good for him go, go watch his uh his quarterback highlights they're, they're pretty entertaining yeah he Did is, you know he never uh, tied his shoelaces while he's playing yeah his nickname is shoelace also denard, that's just a fun fact Sh- denard shoelace robinson <clears throat> He literally never tied his shoelaces one time. 
No, he never did. He played football all high school, college, now doesn't tie his shoelaces. I mean, I can relate to that because I don't know how to tie my shoes yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. That's good stuff. Uh, oh, fuck. Um, I want to move into uh, the Hackenberg Hour slash the Mettenberger Minute, my favorite fucking segment of the week. Um, Hackenberger still remains on the pine, a.k.a. benched. Um, as the state of, uh, as, uh, as this has started to happen, I've fallen into a, a deep state of depression. I rely solely on kettle cooked chips and hummus, and I haven't seen my mother in four days. And this is all because Hackenberg got uh, benched, and I'm really upset. Um, but on the other hand, moving into the Mettenberger minute, he is starting, and he, uh, he brought a W to the Express. Went uh, 18 for 25, 174 yards and a touchdown. Uh, nothing to uh, nothing to really write home about, but uh, he got it done for the boys. I'm glad to see him on the rise. I think I said a few weeks ago that uh, if he uh, if he ends up pulling shit together for the team and has some good performances, I could definitely see him getting reintegrated back into the NFL. He's a talented young cat, good looking one at that. He's a handsome fella. Very handsome. Yeah, very handsome. And uh, anyways, so glad he was. He was a start. He was a starter in Tennessee for a bit. I mean, that wasn't hard. (laughs) Yeah, he was a starter in Tennessee, (laughs) and I think that he still has starting potential in the NFL. But he's got to get in soon because you just can't have. I mean, I think he was. What is he? Twenty eight. I think so. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he goes in next year and he's twenty nine. Can you start a 29-year-old? It's pretty much like starting from scratch. It's like fucking Brandon Whedon. Yeah, Brandon Whedon was like a 26-year-old first-round draft pick. I'm pre- no, I'm pretty sure he was older than that, and he looked every fucking bit of it, too. Like, he was old as shit. I'm fact-checking right now. Stand by with me. He's actually on the Texans right now. That's oh, he's, he's still in the NFL. He is 35. He He's was 35. Drafted, he was drafted in 2012, which means he was 29 years old. Oh shit! He was 28 when he was drafted. 28 when he was drafted. Excuse me. That's wow. <clears throat> still hope uh, for me. A first round draft pick, no less, which goes to show you how absolute trash the Cleveland Browns organization is to draft a 29 year old rookie. <laughs> just just in the first round and they've also drafted a punter in the first round i think or was it a kicker um that was maybe like years and years ago the last person to draft a kicker in the first round was the raiders drafting uh sebastian janikowski was shane leckler not a first round pick uh no oh okay love you sorry uh anyways yeah uh so brandon whedon's still active but getting back to my point on mettenberger you, you, you know, if he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, he's got to pretty much put up or shut up for the rest of the season, or it's going to be really tough for him to go back and be a starter in the NFL because he's already uh, – oh, wait, no, he's only 27. That's that's not bad. You could you could, you could could have a starting quarterback in – I mean, he, you know, in 20 – at 27, but he hasn't played in the, he hasn't played in the NFL since 2016. That's a long time to be out at the big leagues, man. Yeah, I wonder what the like. What was he doing for those years out of the NFL? Like, what what were these guys doing for those years out of the NFL? Like, some of them haven't been in, in the league in like th- two, three years. Literally, what have what have they been doing? What did he do in between that three year span? 
That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. I, I'm reading here that he joined the spring league. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The NFL. I think it was like through the NFL. They had their spring league. It was no one. No one paid attention to it. And uh, I believe John, John. I believe John. Yeah, yeah. I believe Johnny Manziel was in it. <laughs> Trash. Okay, interesting. And then he signed in August of 2018. So I guess maybe he didn't have as much time off there as uh, as it as it looks like. But um, anyways, I I think he'll do just fine. Let's move into our uh, let's move into our rising stars of the week. Cubes, bring it to me, hot buddy. What do you fucking got? <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> with uh, former Georgia Bulldog Aaron Murray. Um, getting put into the game this week, leading Atlanta to their first win of the season. I uh, went 20 for 33, threw for 254 yards, and led the <laughs> led his team in rushing with 54 yards. That's not a bad performance for a quarterback in his first professional game in a while. I think uh, he only goes up from here. I love it. That's good. It's good to see him. It's good to see him back in action. He was a fucking thrill and a half to watch in Georgia. Bryson, who do you have for your rising star? Uh, I had the same one as I had week two. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Farrell, the second. Uh, he went off for, in week two, he had 74 yards and a touchdown. But yeah. uh, week four, he went off for 142 yards. He's now second in uh, rushing in the league. Is he the running back for the commanders? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, like, this guy just runs hard. Like, I, I'll be excited to see him in the league next year. I'm surprised. He's, like he, The way he runs, I think he's running to get back in the league. Literally, that, that I, I agree with you on that. Every time I watch it, it's exhilarating. My uh, my rising star of the week is uh, linebacker for Salt Lake City, Greer Martini. Uh, he's, first, of all, first of all, he's got the coolest fucking name of all time, okay? He literally sounds like his name has like the, the naming rights to a Malaysian strip club. Greer Martini. Right. That's an he amazing is. name. It's an amazing name. It's literally an amazing name. And I bet you that Salt Lake City is the type of place that, like, if you do well enough in, like, sports there or, like, you get famous enough, there's going to be some fucking bar owner that makes a drink after you. And he already literally has an alcoholic beverage in his name. All you're going to do is throw Greer in front of that. So Greer Martini had seven tackles and one interception uh, right uh, going into the uh, second half of the game which helps secure a W for oh. Salt Lake City. So uh, Greer Martini's my rising star of the week. Uh, moving into MVP of the week, I've got Zach Mettenberger because I'm a fangirl. And, uh, you know, I, I need someone to replace the, the void in my heart from, uh, from Hackenberg being on the bench. Like I said, Mettenberger got the express the first W, went 18-25 for 174 yards and a touchdown. I'm awfully proud of him, and uh, I'm going to hold him near and dear to my heart. Bryson, who is your MVP of the week? Honestly, I, you know what? I did have Garrett Gilbert, but I, I, I can't get past. <laughs> I Man, I love Garrett Gilbert. I think he's been my MVP since week two. <laughs> Literally, I, man. I love him so much. But I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go you. with, as, as same as our rising star, Pharaoh again. I, like, he's just, like, since the start of the season, he's just run harder and harder and harder. And he's he, he's going to lead the league in rushing by the end of the year. What about you, Cube? I'm going to agree with Hayden and go with Mettenberger. Woo! Uh, <laughs> Let's go, I, baby. I'm just reading here that as a starter, that was his per- first professional win. 
when he was a starter in Tennessee, he went 0-10. Oh. <laughs> And so that win against San Diego was his first professional win as a starting quarterback. Yeah, maybe he that's why. So that's probably why he's not in the league anymore. <laughs> that would make he sense. Is so talented, man! Holy fuck, that's good. I, I'm glad that. Uh, actually, you know what, man? I'm pretty sure you and I are now two weeks in a row for MVP of the week. You and I have had the. Uh, you and I have been eye to eye. Well, you know what they say. You know what they say. Concussed minds think alike. Yeah, that's. I heard that. I actually read that in a textbook once. Uh, I can't read. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I can read either. <laughs> oh my god. Let's uh let, let's transition back into the NFL, the fucking big leagues. Um, I'm curious as to uh, who you guys have going. Uh, just your top five for the first round. I know we're talking, you know, uh, amongst ourselves that we're going to uh, release our. Uh, full first round mock drafts, but I'm curious as to if you can give uh, me and our listeners a, a sneak peek as to who you guys have going top five. Bryson, you are a mock draft expert. You've literally been doing this for years. You and I once did it together. I want to know who you have going top five in the 2019 NFL draft. Give it to me. Uh, well, we've done uh, a lot of things uh, together, just me and you, <laughs> one on one. <laughs> Uh, uh, so first overall, I got the Arizona Cardinals taking Kyler Murray. I think they're going to trade, uh, fuck with uh, Josh Rosen away. I could see him going to like Washington or somewhere. Do you think he's going to start in Washington if that's where he, if that's where he lands? Well, all they have right now is Colt McCoy. So I, I, I'd hope he Texas start. legend. Texas legend. Yeah. Texas legend. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Uh, second overall, I got. Best player in the draft, Nick Bosa. I think he's just an outstanding talent. Uh, there's, if, if the 49ers pass on him, it would not It would just be surpri- genuinely surprising. Uh, third overall, I got uh, Hayden's New York Jets. Woo! Uh, Jesus Christ, I hate Hayden. Uh, I got them taking Quinn Williams. I know they have Leonard Williams. I, 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 I hear they're dealing Leonard, uh, Leonard Williams. So I could see him, if he's off the team, they'll need an interior uh, tackle. And I think he fits perfectly. Uh, fourth overall, I got Josh Allen out of uh, Kentucky, the edge rusher. Uh, the Raiders traded away an edge rusher and now have a giant need at edge rusher. Yep. I, that, it still doesn't make sense to me how they traded away Quill Mack. And they're just sitting there with an, a huge need at edge rusher. Like, just, it doesn't make sense. Literally. Yeah, and then at uh, fifth overall, the Buccaneers. I got uh, Juwan Taylor, the tackle out of Florida. Uh, they did sign their uh, t- uh, left tackle today to an extension, but they still they're, they're still in need at right tackle. That you know they're still trying to figure things out, and I think uh, he he'd fit perfectly in that new Bruce Arian system. Yeah, hey. I agree with you on uh, on most. Except for your number five pick, um, I've got uh, Kyler Murray going to the cards. And I know it's a little bit of a long shot and stick with me here, but I think that Josh Rosen's going to go to the Chargers. Um, I think that uh, with Phillip Rivers now 38 years old, um, he's been in the league for a long time. I don't know if you guys know this, but he has the most passing yards 
in NFL history for a quarterback to never go to a Super Bowl, which is absolutely fucking absurd. And I think that he'd be a great, uh, a great mentor to groom him into the person. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, actually, but I, I've actually watched Josh Rosen from high school. He went to St. John Bosco and uh, wherever the fuck he went, in whatever state it is. But I, I literally used to watch him. He on on Max Preps, they would release his uh, they would release his uh, his yearly tapes. And back when I was in like grade ten, eleven, I thought, man, like this kid's good. And I followed his whole career through all throughout high school and college. He ended up being a first round draft pick, obviously last year. And I don't think that uh, that what we saw from him last year is the telltale of uh, of Rosen. So I think he's going to go to the Chargers. You, you know what's funny about that? I actually did the same thing. I watched, uh, but with Christian Hackenberg, I used to watch him in high school. Really? And think, wow, he, like, he's amazing. And that Penn State, I'm like, oh, he's sick. And then he just got worse and worse and worse. He did get worse and worse and worse. And you know what? Uh, I still love him. But I think that Josh Rosen's different. I think that Josh... Uh, has uh, uh, a really unique mindset as a quarterback. I think that he picks up on shit very quickly. Um, I think that he just really needs to find the right place to land, and I feel like Chargers might be the home for that. So I think that the Cards are going to take Kyler Murray with that being said. Second, obviously, I think this is a unanimous pick, or at least, at least it should be Nick Bosa going to the 49ers. I want to talk about that guy's quads for a second, too. I saw that guy running the fucking 40 and doing some of his other drills at the Combine. I, I think his quads are so nice. I think his quads are so marvelous. I feel like his quads could have stopped Coney 2012. Jesus. Jesus, that's a wild one. I literally feel like if we just knew that Nick Bosa had such great quads, Coney 2012 would have been like, okay, I'll give back all of your ch- child slaves or whatever. Child. Um, and I... <laughs> And I want you guys to know, in case you didn't know this, and to our listeners who may not have known this, did you guys know that Coney 2012 wasn't actually a real thing? And it was actually a fake campaign uh, made for people to donate, and the person ended up making away with a few hundred million dollars. But Joseph Coney never actually existed, and neither did his, his slave camps and his child um, soldiers. Well, that's just, you know, the more you know now. That's what you, that's what you, that's what you get here, is the more you know. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm really uh, glad I have that information. Yeah. I love you. You're welcome. Uh, my Jets, the home of the Jets, J-E-T-S, home of Fireman Ed, the greatest quarterback ever to step on the fucking turf, who's also the most stylish quarterback, and he wore pantyhose in, an, in a commercial once, uh, Broadway Joe Namath, uh, and uh, the team that I've been a fan of for well over a decade and never changing, despite what all of my Bills Mafia friends want me to do. Fuck you guys. I'm a Jet fan for life. I got uh, us taking Quinn and Williams, who is a fucking monster, monster defensive lineman. I, I think that he's going to come in and really tear it up. Our our D-line is uh, lacking a little bit, and everyone knows that the one good thing that the Jets have had going uh, consistently for many years is, is having a strong uh, D-line for our always strong defense. And so I think he'll be a really good addition to the team. Uh, and I, I, I hope that's who they go with. But I also have a feeling that they wouldn't be opposed to trading that pick um, for for some potential uh, for some potential players, uh, or, or um, even if they uh, 
if, if maybe they didn't even want to draft someone that high and they, they got someone that they're looking at that they could take around the middle of uh, the first round. Oh yeah, uh, honestly they could they could they did, they don't so the, the Jets don't have a second round pick because of the um, Sam Darnold trade last year. So yeah. they could just trade down, acquire another second round pick, or you know just just if they don't like either Quinn Williams or Josh Allen there, they could trade down and still get a really good like this this edge rusher class is so good that they could trade down into you know, the 10s to 15s and still get a quality edge rusher. That's exactly what I was thinking. And also, I mean, this draft is so fucking hot, man. There's a lot of great prospects coming in. That third overall pick's going to carry a lot of weight, man. They, some teams in desperation might even give up more than they, than they would uh, think that they, that they would afford to. And I, I think that that could uh, be good. I just think that we need to play our cards right. And if I know the New York Jets... We probably won't. Uh, going on to the Raiders, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, Bryson, you hit the fucking nail on the head there. They, they really need a good edge rush. I, I don't know what the Khalil Mack trade was all about. And now that they've got uh, now that they've got Mike Mayock uh, in there, I'm, I'm hoping that he'll knock some sense into Gruden, make the right pick, and pick Allen up for the fourth overall. And the Bucks. Honestly, I literally have no idea who the Bucks are gonna take. I'm thinking maybe Montez Sweat, but I was just I was just spitballing on that one. Cubes, why don't you provide some insight on your top five? Well, I mean, pretty similar to both yours. Uh, obviously, so got cute. Kyler Murray going first, um, and then Cliff Kingsbury's got that little bromance going on there. Clifford, <laughs> I hate hate it. <laughs> If I could do this podcast with anyone else, I would. Yeah, so we're taking applications to replace Hayden. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Duly if, if you don't have CTE, we, uh, we know a team that you can get CTE on. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's rich comedy. Cubes, go on. Um, number two overall to the 49ers, uh, we got Nick Bosa. Quads. Probably the best player in the draft. Quadzilla. I, I think the 49ers would be insane to pass him up. I've seen a lot of reports after uh, his combine, people saying that the 49ers are going to take DK Metcalf. Um, oh, my God. I, I, I think they're fucking stupid if they pass up on Nick Bosa. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my uh, general manager insider speak. <laughs> Uh, three, I got Quinn and Mil- Quinn and Williams. Um, you know, for the same same fucking reasons you guys said. Swag. Um, four to the Raiders, I got quarterback Josh Allen from Wyoming. Oh, that's a different <laughs> Josh Allen. Hold on. <laughs> I love games. Uh, who would win in a fist fight, uh, Josh Allen from Wyoming or Josh Allen from Kentucky? You got to go with Josh Allen from Wyoming. He's got huge hands. <laughs> oh, God. All right, who do you got last pick, Hughes? Jawan Taylor. I think uh, Yeah. I think Jameis Winston needs some protection because oh, protection is always good to have. How what did Jameis do? Just again? a note for you kids out there. Do, like, what, like, how many things did Jameis do, or what, like, what's the one thing he did? He did I crap legs. He stole crab legs from a grocery store. Um, Didn't Johnny got, Manziel get into a fight over crab legs? 
No, that was James Winston. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, love you. Yeah, shut up. Um, uh, what else did James? I, I, he got accused of uh, sexually assaulting an Uber driver as well. He got he he's he, he's uh he's done a lot of stuff. I never went to Uber driver. What? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on while Hayden, uh, you know, just does... Does uh, what he does. Does what he it's does. Reference. I want to talk about DK Metcalf. Yeah, let's talk about DK. Uh, he... Let's talk about DK. Well, I want to say something. Okay, let's say it. While he may be a fucking absolute freak of nature, and, pot- and very well may be the next king of Wakanda, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he cannot turn... For shit, he has. What is the matter with him? Why did he? I have a. I have a tweet here that I'd like to reference. Uh, it, it's in in reference to uh, his. Um, uh, combine. Uh, it's in reference to his combine. Thank you for finishing that for me. <laughs> uh, stand by here. Okay. Trying to figure out how to sound yeah. these words. Uh, you really cannot read. NFL comp. Excuse me. <laughs> Why? Uh, Hayden, what are you? What are you trying to say here? Okay, DK Metcalf ran the fastest forty-yard dash at the NFL Combine by a player weighing two hundred and twenty-five or more pounds since official data was tracked in two thousand three. However. He ran a 7.38 second three-cone drill, which is slower than 208 quarterbacks and 39 other players who weigh over 300-plus pounds. How the fuck is he running in the same percentile in a three-cone drill as guys who were in the O-line and D-line weight class? Somebody explain that to me. Do you see how – okay, so you can see he just – Worked out, worked out, didn't... I feel like he didn't even train for anything but uh, the 40 and then the bench. Like, what was... Like, he's just... He's too big that he can't move and be as flexible as he needs to be as an NFL receiver. He can't... Like, he can't stop, like, stopping, start again. Like, it, it's actually... It's genuinely concerning. He, he finished in the three percentile... Oh my God! Uh, for wide receivers, that's uh, that's not just in this draft. That's of all time, the three percentile of a uh, twenty-yard shuttle, three-cone drill, and I believe no, yeah, just those two. That's so bad. So, so basically, what you're saying is, is there is a high potential based off of those numbers that he could be a draft bust? Oh yeah, he's. I think he's the. If you're talking about boomer bust draft prospects this year. It's him by far. I'm nervous about that because I really want him to succeed. Of course, yeah. You know, he's coming back off the neck injury. You know, it's a good story to see him get back and, you know, become as big as he is. But it's at a certain point, you got to not train for the NFL Combine and you got to still train to be an NFL receiver. Now, right. while, we're, while we're on the topic of Metcalf, where do you guys see him going? Uh, I, I see him going to the Bills. Yeah, yeah high. Like, I, I'd say highest he could go is the Bills, and after that, you know, Broncos could possibly take him right after that. He he could go from the nine to about fifteen range. 
just because of this combine. But some teams, you know, have worry, could worry about, you know, his 20, his three cone and his 20 yard shuttle. Yeah. So it, it could go either way. It could go, he can go really high or he could start to fall in the draft just because of how bad those were. Because it wasn't like, oh, you know, he didn't do as well. He, like, he did genuinely terrible at the three cone and at 20 yards. Like, it's, it's concerning. What I'm concerned about is here is if DK Metcalf is being overhyped. I mean, I, I understand he had the neck injury this past season, and we obviously couldn't see everything that we wanted to. Uh, mind you, he did have nearly 22 yards per catch. But even in 2017, when he did play a full season, he only had 646 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, I know he's a specimen athlete. I know that in a, in the majority of the drills at the Combine, he performed in the 90th or more percentile. Some of them he was even in the 98th percentile. Um, but is he being overhyped? And are the chances? what are the chances of him not panning out to be anything that we expect him to be? Uh, I, I think it's huge. Uh, just his overall production, and it's not like okay, he only played this many games in college. You could say, oh, he, you know, he, you know, he's got fresh legs. Then, well, no, he's had injuries. Uh, a serious, like neck injury, isn't a joke. It's a serious neck injury, and he just hasn't. Yes, uh, he hasn't produced. Uh, yes, Ole Miss hasn't had the best quarterbacks. They haven't had the best offense. They're not as creative. But I, I, it's worrisome that he, he also never really ran NFL route, uh, routes at college. He ran a go route. He ran, you know, screens. He didn't do intermediate routes to, like, so it, it's very concerning. Well, I, I certainly hope that we do see the best out of him. I, I think that he does uh, have just as much potential as he does uh, just as much animosity about what he's uh, able to do. I think one of the biggest things right now in the league, boys, is the fact that uh, it looks like it's pretty probable that uh, Nick Foles will be signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which leaves the question, where the fuck does Bortles go? My question for you home. guys is not... not hmm? Goes home. <laughs> he could go home. Highly doubtful. What? Well, I want to know what you guys would rate uh, Blake Bortles career to date on a scale of one to ten um i'd say he's a little bit better than christian hackenberg so a five <laughs> four and a half christian hackenberg's at like a three cubes uh 4.7 okay uh that's uh yeah that's interesting. I, I i think it's just he he's gotten a lot more chances than, you know, usual players like this. The Jaguars, for some reason, believe in him. But I think after last season, he just he doesn't have it anymore. I, I think he could be a quality backup just because he has the experience. He, you know, he played in an AFC championship game. But I, I don't, as a starting quarterback, I don't think so anymore. So, now here's the question. Do, what do we see for the future? Do we see him being a quality backup? Is he going to be a career backup? What what do you think is is in in store for him for the next ten years if he goes that long? I I see him being a a career backup. I think. Yeah, I think he would he would just be a 
you know, a quality. I think he'd be like Chad Henney, who was his backup in Jacksonville. Yeah. He would move yeah. around to teams, help out young guys, you know. So you think he'll be a journeyman? Yeah, I think so. I think. So we're talking. Are we talking to McCown, like a Josh McCown? Or? I don't think he's. No, I I don't think he has that ceiling. Where Josh McCown has a ceiling to you know bring, a, you know two or two to three good games a year. I don't right. think he can do that. I think he would just be one of those backups that can give a, give a younger guy a little bit of experience, help him out. But I don't think he's going to be a starter. I think that Blake Bortles has the opportunity to be either the next Kerry Collins or the next Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel is one of the greatest quarterback, like greatest left-handed people of all time. He's one of the greatest left-handed people of all time, and he's one of the most exhilarating quarterbacks I ever had the privilege to uh, to witness. And uh, little do you guys know, or at least some people know, he's actually in like the top ten for passing yards of all time, which is. Fucking hilarious. But here's what I think Bortles is going to do. First of all, uh, I think Bortles is going to be given a shot as a starter somewhere. I I really can't say for certain where he's going to land, but I do think that someone's going to give him another shot for at least a a season or two. After that, I see him being a good quality career backup, kind of going in where he's needed, or maybe goes to a team where he's really good and can just ride the pine and make a million dollars a year, you know. Do you think yeah. do you think he just goes down the road to Miami and start starts there for a year while they figure out what they want to do while they, you know, tank with him and try to get an early pick next year? Well, they they already said that they were going for the like they they had their sights set on the 2020 draft, right? Yeah, like for so a quarterback. I'm, yeah, I'm saying they take him this year, you know, let him, you know, see what he can do. Maybe send him to a two-year Twenty million dollar deal, and just I, let, you know, I think he would take he would take I, that. I could I could see that happening. I mean, if they're already saying that they're, I mean, like if you're gonna tank this season, like they're they're, they're, they're gonna try and finish. Low they don't have a high that. enough pick this year to get a quarterback. Yeah, and they also there there isn't like a free agency quarterback. So it's like so they're kind of stuck. Where I think their owner said, you know, hey, we really like this 2020 class because it's got guys like Tua. From uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Eason, and uh, it's a quality quarterback class. And there isn't just two guys that are going to be drafted in those top five. Or this year, I think it's like, yeah, they could probably sit at 13 and take, say, Daniel Jones. But honestly, if you look at Daniel Jones and look at Ryan Tannehill, there isn't much of a difference. They're the same person. They are legitimately the same person. So I think just maybe sign Bortles or sign Bridgewater and just hope for the worst. <laughs> I, I I think that that's probable. I first of all I like Bortles. First of all, I heard he's a really great guy as well. By the way, so I I feel like that's kind of swaying a little bit of my fucking decision here. But uh, I I do think that that sounds like it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I wonder where that leaves Tannehill too. I mean I I think that he's he's kind of we gotta ask the same questions about Tannehill too. Where is he gonna go? Is he gonna be a backup? Is he gonna start somewhere else? Is someone gonna give him a chance? Put him back at know? receiver. What? He, he was a decent. He was a decent receiver at Texas A&M. Ryan Tannehill was a receiver. Yeah, he he was a receiver at A&M. You did not know that. That is. Are you being serious? Hundred percent serious. Hold on a second. First oh of all, God. that's just astounding. Once we're done this, we can end it. I'm just. Let's see here. College career. Blah, blah, blah. 
a bunch of other shit. Da 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 da. Uh. If, oh. if there's information not on Wiki, I swear Hayden just thinks it's not real. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, he he did he did uh. So when did he switch? I think his junior or senior year. They had a like a mediocre quarterback there, but I guess he had 844 yards and five touchdowns in one season. His rookie yeah. season. Freshman, yeah. What? Yeah, he's a decent receiver. And then he ended up becoming a first-round draft pick as yep. a quarterback. That's astounding. Hey, can we quickly talk about that year's uh, quarterback draft class? They said it was going to be like the best in the best forever because it had uh, Luck, Griffin, Tannehill, and then Whedon at the end of the first round. Right. Uh, that, that that was not a good quarterback draft class. The best, like Luck's good. You you, you know he is you had you know missed a whole year and whatnot. But the, uh, Russell Wilson was also in that class, and so was Nick Foles. All that right. Draft. But they were saying how amazing Griffin, Tannehill, and Whedon could be. And it's just hysterical to see where they are now. It is hysterical. And uh, you know who else was in that draft class? Mark Barron, who was released today. Yeah. You know who else was in that draft class? Who? Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. <laughs> yeah. AAF legend. <laughs> An absolute AAF legend. Oh, my God. Well, fuck. A lot uh, of shit. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, I was gonna get our. Let's get our picks for uh, next weekend. Oh right, so right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden, Hayden CTE kicks in and he forgets where he is. <laughs> you know what I never forget though. What Hayden? My name is Jeff. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Yeah, we're yeah. So we are looking for people if they want to come on the podcast <laughs> instead of Hayden. All right, uh, oh, I'm gonna okay. start off. Uh, ooh. The Saturday 2 p.m. game. It's probably gonna be the uh, game of the week. Uh, Orlando at Birmingham. Oh my God. Hey, dude, who you got? Well, I'm gonna lube myself up for that uh, <laughs> game, and I'm gonna watch it naked in my living room. Uh, I think I got Orlando taking that game, boys. I I, I can't see the train slowing down there, and uh, it's at Birmingham. You said? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't think that changes my decision because I don't think the fans are that uh, that into their teams yet, uh, and so I don't think that home uh, home teams have a winning. Uh, man, what the fuck is English right now? I don't even know. But I got <laughs> Orlando right, uh, take it in that game. All right, uh, Q. What about you? I got Orlando. Fuck. Yeah, I think I think uh, the love of my life, Garrett Gilbert, will go off for another great game. <laughs> well, man, we should actually get together and watch that game. That'd be great. I don't want to be pack some chocolate. I, I, I don't. I don't want to be seen with you. Uh, We'd be behind closed doors. Uh, I, it's still scary. Uh, <laughs> next game, uh, the 8 p.m. game on Saturday, Salt Lake at San Diego. Cubes, uh, who do you got? I got San Diego in that game. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't That's they just lose their quarterback to an injury? I believe. I think so. Actually, yeah. Did, yeah. Uh, Josh Woodrow. Um, oh no, Mike. Uh, I can't even say his last name. It was an Arizona State quarterback. He's actually. I thought he's going to be good going into the year. He hasn't, you know, performed as well. So maybe Mike B. Yeah, Mike B. Mike Bravowski. Yeah, literally. Uh, Hayden, Mike, who do you got in that game? Mike Lowry. Uh, I got. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
the the later like, our podcast goes on, the worse our attention span gets because we are just dazed and confused. <laughs> if, it, if something goes more than half an hour, after that, you might as well just get rid of us because we don't know what's going on. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Salt, Salt Lake adds San Diego. I forgot what the teams were. <laughs> oh, this is why we need a new third person. Please oh my god. Literally, man, you, told me, you told me what the teams were, and I literally went in one ear and out the other. Salt Lake at San Diego. I'm going to go with San Diego on that one. Uh, yeah, I got I got the same one. I think uh, their backup quarterback, I forget his name, but he he performed pretty well uh, when Mike went down. So I think yeah, they'll get the win. All right, and then uh, the the second or the first Sunday game, we got Memphis at Atlanta. I got Memphis winning this one. I think uh, Mettenberger has another quality game and secures his starting spot. Uh, what about you, Cubes? Uh, I see Memphis taking this. I think uh, Zach Mettenberger is gonna get his second professional win. Jesus. Hayden, what about you? I, I got Memphis uh, taking that game as well. I, I think both the teams are going to be coming in hot, and it's actually going to be a much better game than I think we give it credit for, but definitely, uh, in my opinion, Memphis is taking the W on Sunday. All right, and last game of the week, San Antonio at Arizona. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take San Antonio as my, my, my other my other, the other love of my life is uh, mm. Kenneth Farrell. We'll be yes. running all over the Arizona defense. What about you, Hayden? Uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Uh, he has been uh, instrumental in, uh, in in their offense lately, and I think that they're moving really hot and the train's rolling. So I think they're going to get the W as well. What about you, Cubes? Yeah, I got San Antonio too. I think these teams are both trending in different directions. Uh, I mean, after that hot start uh, for Arizona week one, they just haven't been able to get it going as well, and San Antonio has been playing well as of late. So, uh, yeah, I think it should be it should be good. Uh, close like these games look like they're going to be close. Like you got the two top teams, uh, Orlando, Birmingham, and then you got the two bottom dwellers with Memphis and Atlanta. So I think I think it'll be a good uh, week this week. What about you guys? Uh, I think it'll be exciting to see. All right, uh, uh, and you know what? Uh, before Hayden uh, explodes because of how long he's had to pay attention to one thing, I think we should uh, end it here. And so thank all of our listeners for uh, listening this week. I just have one last thing to say. What? what? We need to stop Coney. Dwight. <laughs>